welcome to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, Aaron. We're in Isaiah chapter 22. And today was an interesting night between a Brazilian dude singing worship music with me. It's a casa, su a casa. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I picked them, him and his friends up at the Royals game. And my last pickup was these four girls. Very pretty girls. I had a chance to share the gospel with them. That was interesting. Picked up this young guy. He was a little hungover, dealing with a breakup with his girlfriend. Got a chance to lead him to Christ. I think mean, he's like the only person so far that I've actually led through the sinner's prayer in my car. So the first and hopefully not the last. I've dropped seeds on some other people, but he's like the first that actually said the whole prayer with me. That was interesting. Uh that was fun. It was a good feeling. And then, what else? Just all kind of, ooh. Man, it's Pride Month. Like, um, LBGTQ through Z. Pride Month week, I don't know. Yeah, so they had the whole Pride Fest in the, near the, in the big old grassy area in the Nelson Atkins Museum. Kansas City, so I dropped off a couple girls there. I caught, yeah, was, I just heard some interesting conversations in my backseat. Uh, some young folks questioning their sexuality and all that. All I can do is pray, 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 pray for this next generation. Oh man, these birds are chirping. And I'm trying to be sleeping. I don't need to hear these birds. Oh, it's 508. I'm so tired. I might have to put my headphones on. Oh, darn it. Did I leave my AirPods in the car? I think I did. Oh, well. All right. A pronouncement against Jerusalem. Here we go. A pronouncement concerning the value of vision. What's the matter with you? This is the Christian standard version. Why have all of you gone up to the rooftops? The noisy city, the jubilant town is filled with celebration. Your dead did not die by the sword. They were not killed in battle. All your rulers have fled together, captured without a bow. All your... Fugitives have captured, were captured together. They had fled far away. Therefore I said, Look away from me. Let me weep bitterly. Do not try to comfort me about the destruction of my dear people. For the Lord God of armies had a day of tumult, trampling and confusion in the valley of vision. People shouting and crying to the mountains. People... Mm, enraged. Elam took up a quiver with chariots and horsemen, and Kerr uncovered the shield. 
Your best valleys were full of chariots, and horsemen were positioned at the city gates. He removed the defenses of Judah. All right, here we go. Verse 9. Why is the rest of the verse? Verse 8. On that day, you looked to the weapons in the house of the forest. You saw that there were many breaches in the walls of the city of David. You collected water from the lower pool. You counted the houses of Jerusalem so that you could tear them down to fortify the wall. You made a reservoir between the walls for the water of the ancient pool, but you did not look to the one who made it or consider the one who created it long ago. On that day, the Lord God of armies called for weeping, for welling, for shaven heads, and for shaven heads, and for the wearing of sackcloth. But look, joy and gladness, butchering of cattle, slaughtering of sheep and goats, eating of meat and drinking of wine. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Some people, this they get the whole phrase, eat, drink, and be merrier. YOLO, you only live once. Verse 14, the Lord of armies has directly revealed to me that this iniquity will not be wiped out for you people as long as you people. For you people as long as you live. The Lord God of armies has spoken. This iniquity will not be wiped out. Interesting. All right. A pronouncement against Shebna. The Lord God of armies said, go to Shebna, that steward who was in charge of the palace, and say to him, what are you doing here? Who authorized you to carve out a tomb for yourself here? Carving your tomb on the height and cutting a resting place for yourself out of rock. Look, you strong man, the Lord is about to shake your you violently. He will take hold of you, wind, wind you, wind you up into a ball, and sling you into a wide, wide land. He's going to wind you into a ball and sling you into a wide land, or an obscure land. There you will die, and there your glorious chariots will be a disgrace to the house of your Lord. I will remove you from your office. You will be ousted from your position. On that day, I will call for my servant, Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and tie your sash around him. I will hand you your authority over to him, and he will be like a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place the key of the house of David on his shoulders. What he opens, no one can close. What he closes, no one can open. Jesus. I will drive him like a pig into a firm place. He will be a throne of honor for his father's family. They will hang on him all the glory of his father's family, the descendants and the offshoots, all the small vessels from bowls to every kind of jar. On that day, the declaration of the Lord of armies, the pig that was driven into a firm place will give way, be cut off and fall, and the load on it will be destroyed. Indeed, the Lord has spoken. Nice little prophecy about J-E-S-U-S, or Jesus. 
in Portuguese, Brazil. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes. Jerusalem's inhabitants go up to the rooftops of their houses and see the Assyrian army massed against their city and building siege ramps against its wall. But instead of turning to the Lord in repentance and seeking his protection, the people actually resorted to partying. Wow. There was a fatalistic tone to the festivities, though because the people said... There was a fatalistic tone to this festivities, though, because the people said, let us eat, drink, and tomorrow we die. The Apostle Paul quotes this verse as an appropriate response to life if there is no resurrection, no hope in God beyond the grave. That's what our generation is doing right now, is partying up, partying up. YOLO, YOLO, YOLO. In addition to their partying, they scrambled to defend themselves. They tried to fortify the walls. They stored water, but their fatal mistake was not turning to the Lord, the one who made it. All right. Shebna was a high official in Judah, and he certainly must have been wicked to warrant specific mention. His pride is evident in his plan to have a burial spot in Jerusalem that was so prominent that his name would be remembered for generations. God hates pride. And his plan for Shebno. His plans for Shebno were the exact opposite of the stewards. Eliakim was a faithful servant of the Lord who would provide wise counsel and a steadying hand in Jerusalem. God would grant him Shebno's authority and he would serve Jerusalem in godliness. While Shebna sought glory and was denied, Eliakim sought nothing but would find honor. Nevertheless, he would be unable to prevent Judah's inevitable collapse. Nations need godly leaders, yet godly leaders alone can't provide citizens who refuse to repent of their wickedness. Cannot protect. Nations need godly leaders, yet godly leaders alone can't protect citizens who refuse to repent of their wickedness. Remember, repent is just turning away from whatever the sin is. All right. That's all the notes. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Man, I'm so tired, Lord. Just be with me as I sleep. Help me to block out the tunes of these birds chirping. Thank you for the birds. Thank you for the another cardinal that flew in my car, in front of my car today. Help me not hit no cardinals. It's always sad when you hit a bird. Lord, I just thank you, Lord. There's so much goodness, so much mercy, so much grace. Fill me with your power and your love. And once again, watch over me as I sleep. Pray for those on their way to work. And God, for a sense yeah, they would finally cry out to you, Lord. Be heartfelt, genuine. In Jesus' in my name, I pray. Amen.
Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.